0: In this town, there is no off-season. The news
1: never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. As you heard the man say, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Comfort is not something I would use, though right now to talk. They need a big truck from Smiley One to get over to Berea right now because I don't think anybody's comfortable after what we witnessed. Again, with a loss to the Ravens, again with a game that could conceivably be another victory. And, you know, if the right things happen, this team could be in a much better position than just having an 8% chance of making the playoffs um, this early in the season. Daryl, your thoughts on uh, the
2: mojo in Berea? Uh, First off, we are going to issue a cease and desist on the use of the P word. Uh, that is now banned okay. un- until they get at least the 500. Ah, so, okay. So, no more P word on hey, the podcast.
1: No, but okay, I won't say that
2: word anymore. Um, we can feel free to make fun of the ridiculously awesome draft pick the Houston Texans are going to get this year. It's going to uh, be great. That's coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah they pay, they're going to end up paying a lot for a quarterback who has problems um, so that's just awesome to think about um yeah i mean it's it's not good the we alluded to it uh, on the post game podcast uh, monday afternoon uh went into it a little bit uh more in depth with uh kevin stefanski and Joel Batonio and sioni taki taki as far as everything that occurred, the yelling uh, in the locker room post-game, look, that, that it's just it's a bad sign, right? I mean, we, we in the last three weeks now, we have had players talking about the will and want to. We, we have players talking about commitment outside the building, and now we have yelling in the locker room. I think it's officially to, uh, acceptable to say that this thing's starting to fall apart on the Browns, Andy. It's unfortunate considering the expectations uh, going into the season, and then just how close that they have been in a lot of these games. But the bottom line is, is they're just they're not good enough, and um, they're losing games that they should win with talent that should be able to win these games. They're just not getting it done. So um, I have a feeling over the next couple of weeks here, we're going to be spending lots of time blaming, uh trying to figure out who's at fault, who's to blame, but it, it's it is not good uh when it comes to the state of the Cleveland Browns right now. All right. So Daryl
1: talk about this from your I don't have the ability to see the reactions because I think that's important when we're looking at what, what's being said and and what's there. So um, I I just like what you're saying, isn't just something you like, it's not a, I don't want to say it's not a feeling. It's a gut. It's something you've witnessed before when you've seen these teams fall apart. And I mean, there's a basis for what you're seeing and what you're saying.
2: Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, we've already heard, we got too much talent to be this bad. (laughs) Like we've heard this stuff. So um, I just, Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot in 25 years. I know good teams uh, and chemistry when I see it. this team doesn't have that. They just, they don't. Um, And, like, it is a concerted effort not to point fingers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can just feel this concerted effort within the locker room where guys don't want to be pointing the fingers at each other. But it also feels like they're just dying to call people out, too. And I think if they keep losing, if this gets worse, we're going to start to see that happen too. Um, th- this is the toughest test of Kevin Stefanski's tenure here in Cleveland without question, Andy. All
1: right, so we're talking about cracks in the foundation is, is essentially what we're talking about. And I know there were plenty of people that talked today, so let's go through some of the sound that we heard uh, from uh, from Berea.
2: Okay, let's see. Where do we want to start? Um with the iceberg or seeing the iceberg coming.
1: Let's see the iceberg coming first and then we can hit the iceberg. <laughs> That's a fair way to do it.
2: Be- before we get to the boat being at the bottom of the ocean, we're going okay, we're going to go in chronological order here.
1: I find it interesting that you say that because what was it the Mesopotamia was the boat that alerted the Titanic about the iceberg that they ignored and then the I believe the Mesopotamia was shot down by the Germans a couple years later, just a regular cruise liner yeah. that was I so just you know, so I'm, I find the the historical reference in this show to be timely. As I was just looking at some some of the stuff the other day, uh, Mr. History Channel.
2: Let's start with us what happened Sunday and the shouting that occurred within uh, the locker room, because that is certainly uh, a concern. If, if you know guys are heated after a, a tough loss, that's certainly understandable. Uh, Kevin Stefanski was asked today if the locker room's at a breaking point. No.
0: I don't. That's the short answer. The long answer is losing is frustrating. <laughs> I think, I hope everybody gets that. Nobody likes it. It's a horrible feeling. Look around the league. I'm, I know there's buildings that feel like we do right now and it, it's, it's, it's not fun. Um, but I know this, these guys work hard, they play hard and they're con- going to continue to prepare. And And that's what we, we have to do. And, and that's why this opportunity right in front of us, starting with this Monday night game, that's why it's so important.
2: Ah, they try real hard. So they got that going for them. Which oh, they're amazing. spending a lot of
1: money to try hard, right? Yeah, they are. I, I, although what else I, it, can Kevin – I mean, have you ever heard a coach? Ah, I lost locker. No, nah, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Guys hate me. They don't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I'm calling these plays. I'm looking around. They look at me like I've got five eyes on my forehead. I mean, what? I, I don't know what else Kevin's going to say in that in that position. Yeah. He's got to say the locker room is stable. He has to. But yet we know that the report yesterday was – uh, whereas the leadership was one of the lines that was uh, overheard in the hallway.
2: Yeah. Uh, and we got plenty of guys talking about leadership. So as they say, too many cooks in the kitchen, Andy. That's I, I agree. The, that's I, I think agree. that's where the Browns are at. Right. I mean, they have all these leaders and all these position groups and stuff like that. And the big leadership council and all that. It, it, it's just all it's all empty air. That, I mean, that that's how I uh, uh, I look at that uh i'm sure the plane ride from baltimore was uh, a lot of fun uh here's joel batonio talking about that
1: there's frustration for sure and there's you know there guys want to win you know i i think that's that's the thing about this team is like we have competitors we have people that want to win games and so there's definitely frustration you know you don't really feel it on the plane per se guys are talking you know you some guys watch the game some guys listen to music you know it's it's pretty somber after a loss most of the time anyway but there you can tell there's there's frustration but there's an effort guys want to try and fix it and want to try and um you know turn this thing around
2: i think try is our word of the day there's a lot of trying going on uh, when it comes to the Browns. let I think Sioni Taki Taki might have used that word too. Let's see.
1: You know that's normal football stuff, oh.
2: you know, it's coming off of sorry, we're we're back to the normal football stuff when it comes oh, to okay. sorry, I didn't football. realize it Yes. Here we go.
0: You know that's normal football stuff, you know, it's coming off a of frustrating loss. So nothing crazy. Um obviously you know what I mean. Just discussion between our
2: brothers, you know what I mean um after a frustrating loss and nothing crazy i know when i'm yelling at people i refer to it as a discussion
1: <laughs> they should try being in the bullpen at a radio station every once in a, while, or in a newsroom at least five years ago before everyone was a robot and spitting out the same news that they decided at one corporate office that they would tell everyone but that's another story for another day i don't i don't know
2: why i'm giving you insight into local news but i am. as as uh as someone who became infamous for making paint peel uh, behind the scenes myself, yes, yes, uh, with one, one one-sided conversations. Yeah. uh, No, it's just, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, Look, it's uh, understandable. Guys are angry and frustrated. They should be. um, But I I just, I'm kind of past the anger and frustrated stage. I just, I want to see some results. I don't know about you. And uh, uh, what's Kevin Stefanski think about that?
0: I think you guys understand how frustrating it is when, when you try to win in this league and, and you, and you come close and, and you don't get it done. It's really frustrating. And, and it's frustrating because the guys are putting in the work, coaches are putting in the work, but we got to come away with a uh, victory. So we're, we're committed to that. We're working hard in, in this building today, learning from yesterday, uh, because you have to, you absolutely have to, you have to learn some of those little things that, that we can take care of. And
2: Look, I, I just have to stop. I'm sorry.
1: Let me tell you what's frustrating. Can I be honest?
2: So much learning. Yeah. They ought to have PA. Is it PhD? Is that the top one? PhD or group? just a Mensa
1: group. It, let me tell you what's frustrating. Can I just give you one line? Watching the way they use Nick Chubb is frustrating. Yes. It's frustrating. Like he, he could say, this is frustrating. This is frustrating. This is frustrating. And if you want to use analytics, knock yourself out. You're 11 and three when that guy runs the ball more than 18 times a game. I cannot come up with any better stat than trying to use the best player on the field. I went off about it on our show today. I'm just I, – look, I like Kevin. I don't want Kevin to go anywhere, but he is digging his own grave on this thing. Run the guy, and if the guy doesn't – like, if I look in the stats as soon as the game's over and I see that he's run 22 times, but he only has 15 yards or he doesn't have anything, then I'll be like, you know what? Kevin's right. He shouldn't be playing him. The problem is is that Nick is efficient. He is unbelievable when you give him a chance to run the ball. The offensive line likes blocking for him give him the freaking ball and let him run. And I don't care if he's number three in the league and carries, he should be number one. And I don't care how much other teams run the ball or pass the ball. That guy is unbelievable. And you are sitting him in the bullpen when he should be starting. Kevin Stefanski has a rebuttal
0: you know we got into a two minute drive at the end there and we, and we didn't come away with points I think we started on the uh, 12 yard line got it out there to the the 40 42 and we stalled and, and that's you know I take that upon me I have to get the offense to break through there you're trying to score a touchdown settle for a field goal and and we didn't either we punted and that's really unacceptable but when you get in those two minute situations Jeff uh, sometimes Kareem is in there as our two minute back as our third down back and in a lot of ways that's it keep Nick fresh throughout the game and then we come out of the second half and we go sack completion to Nick and then a strip sack so that that's a that's how it went down it's not what we're trying to do obviously trying to just be efficient in the run in the pass game trying to avoid third down as best we can and come away with points when we have opportunities to do it so when it's not good enough that's on me and us to get it fixed And there were just too many moments there uh, where the offense hit a lull and versus a good team, you just got to, you have to make the most of your opportunities. And I I didn't feel like we did that. and, And that falls squarely on me.
1: That lull has happened every game, Daryl. I know you're sleeping. I see you. That lull has happened every game in the fourth quarter. I can go back and read you off the times like I've been doing for Rick the last Chubb five is weeks. is the most
2: well-rested running back in the national football league.
1: He had 12 carries going into the fourth quarter. All right, I'm amped up. I'm fired up. We're looking at the cracks in the foundation.
2: And I'm Just trying to stay away. The guy.
1: Just run the guy. Please. All right, let's come back. We'll do a little bit more here. we got plenty more to talk about after the aftermath, and then we got Monday Night Football coming up ahead, too. So it's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, well, why don't you subscribe to the podcast back every- Especially if
2: you want to hear me snore some more.
1: That's great.